0: Hi everyone, welcome to Black Women's Hour. Uh we are missing Aisha this week. Hi Aisha. She has work projects, she has other things that she's doing. You are sadly missed. We miss our little Lisa Simpson, don't we? Yes, we definitely
1: do. Definitely do.
0: <laughs> and welcome back. So it's like bye to Aisha for this week. Welcome back to Elaine who has just come back. From Trinidad Carnival, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you so much. Don't hate
1: me. Do not hate me at all. I had an amazing (laughs) time. And all I want to do is... That's
0: why I hate you. We weren't here. We were going down to Frozen. It was horrible. So go on, tell us everything.
1: I was really struggling, right? Um, Because the temperature there was 30 degrees. The aircon was making me cold, and we were complaining about how cold it was with the aircon. I mean, compared to being cold because we can't afford to heat up our homes, mm-hmm. I was drinking and partying all day. Um, it was amazing. Went to amazing parties. Um, it was really good to see my friends. Hadn't seen some people since 2019. Seen people from all around the world. Seeing glorious people in Technicolor melanin just like walking up and down the street. <laughs> I saw Nicki Minaj, she was on my float, I met You're Marshall, lying. I am not lying, I met Marshall Montano, I've got a photograph of Marshall no. Oh yes I do, I do. Yeah. we stayed in the same, well we stayed in the same place where he did, what else happened whilst I was in Trinidad. It was just sunny. It rained. It felt like it rained every day, but the rain knew how to behave itself because it seemed to rain between three in the morning and five in the morning. And that was it. And then it was like, no, these people have come from the Northern hemisphere to This warm country. So we're gonna give you the heat, we're gonna give you vibes, we're gonna give you rum and coconut water, we're gonna give you soca, we're gonna give you amapiano. piano, we're gonna give you Afro beats, because Whiskey was out there too. Um actually I hated it. I hate every last minute of it. And you know what? Oh,
2: sure. What's the day that, well
1: like, let me ask you something. Pardon?
0: That we can well, let me ask you something for the bitter people that were left behind, okay? Yeah. How you're talking about the extreme weather and feeling cold and stuff, and you can see how the weather is changing in Britain. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever be ready for like, remember, we had that 40 degrees day, like and we were around 40 degrees for about a week.
1: Yeah. Do you think they're ready for it? No. Could you get used to it? I could definitely get used to it because I honestly, like from the moment the plane left this island and you could feel the warmth, like as you were getting closer and closer to the sun, I started to feel alive. I honestly, I started to feel like people are telling me that like my skin looks good, that I feel look rested. I'm like, how? Like I was going to so many different parties. I honestly feel like I've been recharged. I feel like my sad has ended that this cycle is going to come back again I feel that my vitamin D deficiency has disappeared as well even though I was told I was vitamin D deficient at the beginning of January I honestly think that but summer in London I mean sorry because because I my only thing I want to compare to summer in London compared to summer on in a on a, in a different island where there is wind and they don't have stinky people on public transport it's different it's different like I, I have, to, when I go to work, when it's winter or it's summer, um, I have to, I, I go on the hottest tube lines known to man. It's like I'm going from the devil's armpit to his ball sack, The sack, cent- the, the the Bakerloo line, as well as the central line. They're, it's just unnecessarily hot.
0: Can you think if British people learnt, learnt hygiene that we would be able to cope with that weather? What would you prefer? Because I mean, we are in a cost of living crisis. People cannot eat, eat their homes.
1: Would you rather the devil's armpit ball bag, or would you rather? I definitely prefer the heat. Like it doesn't matter. I, I, I definitely prefer the heat. I don't understand the cold. It doesn't matter that I was born here. Yes, I was born here. Yes, I am British. I was born here, but I don't. I'm not used to it. I'm never going to get used to it. I don't understand why my my for half the year my feet are freezing cold and my fingers are freezing cold. And yes. I know that there's a cost of living crisis, but you know what, you can see I'm in my house because I like the warmth. And if it means-
0: I see what I find is I'm kind of like you in the way that when I am in the Caribbean, I like to spend a lot of time, well, I haven't recently, but I love to spend time in the Caribbean. And when I do, I feel like, oh, I get it. With the way my skin looks and the mm-hmm. way my hair starts growing. I'm like, oh, this is, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. I'm not gonna reinforce any BMP talking points. I'm like, this is actually where I belong. <laughs> like, yeah. I really feel it. Like I feel healthier, I feel better. I feel like hair grows crazy. Skin just is glowing. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But the thing like, is yeah. that most things thrive in the sun and that's why we've got like, I don't know, I know we're gonna talk about it later, but the thing is that fruits and vegetables thrive in the sun's so the ones which are really nice not turnips, the ones that are really nice, they in no, 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 no. like no, no. whether it's, whether it's like a passion fruit, like w- the, compared to the ones that we have, which are like in our supermarkets here, like the, the difference in quality of eating something that's been allowed to grow from a tree in the sun properly, like even like basic tomato compared to the stuff that we have when, in, in the winter, it's it doesn't even compare.
0: We're talking it's- about things that are being allowed to grow and things that we're, so you were away and we had a cost, we had like, so the cost of living crisis is impacting everything and Brexit is impacting everything. Did you hear, like, so you know my little girl loves tomatoes. She'll mm-hmm. eat tomatoes with everything. She won't even want any carbs. She wants tomatoes with meat. That's all she wants to eat. She doesn't get it, but anyway. So you made a joke about turnips. So you know that Teresa Coffee was basically yes. saying, oh, we'll eat turnips instead of tomatoes. Like. What the hell is going on? Why are we not getting food? Why are we, why are we in such a bad position?
1: So, they, they're trying to blame the, because they're, they're saying it's not Brexit, because nothing in this country is attributed to Brexit. They can't blame it on the war in Ukraine, because we don't get the fruit and vegetables from Ukraine. We only get our fuel from Ukraine, allegedly, or Russia. Um, but That's the, gone down in price, by the way. I know, I know. But no, it's it's not gonna get passed on to us for a little while though, but they're blaming the fact that we, we're struggling to get a fruit, um, fruit and veg in due to snow in Spain and um North Africa. But from what I understand, other parts of Europe aren't having this same issue, but it's definitely not Brexit Um, because it snowed in, I'm sure that in the past it has snowed in, morocco and tunisia or wherever else our food fruit and veg comes from through our lifetime but um honestly when i i I did see the, the reports when i was in um when i was away and i was really surprised i don't know what country i left because i could have sworn that i left um a country that is allegedly a world leader a g7 country you know where we're not having to worry about the kind of like food 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 queues and stuff like we used to see like in like the soviet union in the 80s but no man this is just like the country is like a basket case right now it, it, uh, But are we when you were in trinidad are we the butt of any
0: jokes because i know when um it's not even a funny subject but black lives matter and stuff happened iran were going my gosh look at you uncivilized people like britain <laughs> loves to pride itself of being this, like amazing leader of the world everybody follows them they are like you know the moral standard bearers and where people in trini making jokes about the fact we've got no d-
1: damn food here <laughs> I, I think i don't think people could believe it because what are you talking about place <laughs> yeah. where people are sh- would be really wanting to come to i now know that some people i think across the diaspora are, are maybe maybe looking more to go to the other country America that it looks it's easier it's
2: yeah
1: but then Britain is also still trying to recruit people from around the Caribbean and Africa to come and do the jobs that British people may not want to do or um started doing that post Brexit haven't they they're yeah.
0: like literally like I've heard they're like now almost back on the freaking 1950s tip trying yeah. to bring Caribbean nurses over here yeah. And um, it's just like, you know, what on earth is going on with this country? Speaking about somebody who has run this country into the floor, Bar- BJ, uh, Boris Johnson. Bastard man. <laughs> Everybody is saying he's finished now because Rishi Sunak has had to correct his uh, oven ready Brexit deal, basically. And so apparently, uh, everyone's like, oh, Boris Johnson's finished, he's finished. He's gonna be struggling for constituency. Uxbridge is too close for him. Are they gonna move him to a safe seat? What are they gonna do with all the boundaries being drawn up? Me personally, I don't think Boris is going anywhere. I just don't, I don't. I think he's too establishment. I think he's too ingrained in the system. He is the system. He is Britain. Whether we like it or not, he is, he is. He's Britain personified. He is like literally, if they could put a picture in the dictionary of a colonizer, like, you know, if they go, okay, what does the colonizer look like, or how would you describe it using a picture? It would be that red faced man with dandruff and flaky skin. I'm sorry, but it would be. He does. But I, I don't even care anymore. I'm not even getting that upset anymore. I don't care anymore.
1: So, again, because I feel like I haven't been tapped into the news too much. When I went, before I went on holiday, there was some nonsensical talk that Boris was looking to stand as the General Secretary for NATO. Um, yeah. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Tony Blair is Middle East Peace Envoy. What do these titles <laughs> mean? What, what does the it general- mean? Yes. The General Secretary of NATO, though, does wield some authority, obviously, They're- they're responsible for arms in Europe and America and in terms of, like, deploying troops around the world. But I guess that's probably why Boris was, like, has been flying in and out of Ukraine, so fighting single-handedly against Putin, even though he could just call up his brother anyway. Um, but I feel... I feel that like that's probably going to be... That's what I'm saying. He's funded half the, the, the Tory
0: party. They've taken so many Russian donations. Why are we going to... I just don't
1: do you ever feel like you just don't care anymore? well you know, i don't like get what no. i do what what i'm interested in and what i'm waiting for because it will happen it will happen and i think that obviously if people are going to be eating turnips for a while that might actually make the conservatives um have to leave power eventually because nothing else will um is when it's on election night if he stands for election anywhere i want it i want to take it back to 1997 the day that um my first elections and the day that john major lost and tony blair came in and i just remember michael portillo standing, listening to his results, and knowing that was the death knell for the Conservative Party. And that's the day if Boris, wherever they ship him off to, because I've heard they're also trying to ship Suella Braverman as well into yeah. another place as well. Um, so if they're all scrambling for seats that these people end up with, not, I was gonna say egg on your face, but you can't have egg on your face because eggs are hard to get too. So maybe right. if you have, um, I don't know, custard like birds custard mixed with water dashed on them or something on their face um when they when they lose i will
0: say (laughs) that portillo thing i will say as someone who appeared on uh this week a few times i'm not gonna lie michael portillo is the most polite man Mm -hmm. i've ever met in my life like his manners are impeccable um that added nothing to the conversation, but I just
1: thought I'd <laughs> add something there. <laughs> no, I mean, I think he's had the massive rebrand since then because like, he doesn't he doesn't come across as the same person he was part of as those, the, those pre- the previous administrations. But that for me was like the figurehead moment, uh, not figurehead moment, that's not the right word, a watershed moment that showed that the conservatives were out for however long that um, New Labour were in. But yeah. Who beat him to that seat, do you know? It was a man, if I remember correctly, It was a young Labour babe. <laughs> I don't think he was a Blair babe. I think he was a man. And um, I just remember at that point, and I'm hoping that the younger people who've never voted before might, but I guess they might not be able to if they haven't got passports or driver licences. But the younger people, if, if they can have that same moment, because honestly, being able to vote in my first election in 1997, knowing that my vote might count. I didn't vote for Labour, because there's no point, because I was... No, I didn't. Who did you vote for? I was in Bristol. I voted for the Liberal Democrats because there was no point voting for La- Labour, because it, it, strategically, it was to get the Tories out. Um, the elections in the Southwest, it was about the Liberal Democrats at that point. Labour would have been a wasted vote.
0: OK, cool. <laughs> I get that. I just had to ask you. I did not know if you were like that female football player and your hand shook as you cross next to the tory i just had to uh, find out if i needed to no no uh, no make call no um, <laughs> I, about, I, I, off, I mean does it okay how many times have you forgotten that rishi sunak is our prime minister
1: i don't know if it's a good thing if i've forgotten that he's our prime minister you know I think it uh, it's i guess it, it's a bit like um going back to the the fact when i mentioned to- um, john major I, I did politics for A level at school, and I just remember Margaret Thatcher and I remember Tony Blair. But John Major was there for a while, but I can't remember anything about the major years. Nothing. And I think, so, S, was it Esther or Edwina? She
0: should have, you know. Yeah. And get so, a bit about, you know. Yeah. And in the crown, he was played by, what's his name? Johnny Lee Miller. Is that his name? Yeah. The one
2: who
1: married Angelina. He was a in the crown. Yeah, it was, so I think with with Rishi, maybe it might be the end of um, charismatic charismatic politicians. If you're going to get your job, the job done, I don't need to have somebody who's going to make me laugh. I don't. I'm not interested right. in the fact that you've got a bag of children around the world and and you don't know how many kids you've got. I'm not interested. In you the- do you think that Rishi is
0: trying to be charismatic because he's People have compared him this week to like a children's TV presenter. Like, why? We've got the, uh, what, what children's program? Well, you know, like Play School or something. Well, oh, yeah, he's, he is like literally the way that he did that whole Northern Ireland thing. He's like, why? Well, this is no one but you has got this deal access to the British market. Access to the EU mom. He is literally speaking to people like their kids. You have not seen that. I know you've been away, or if you not seen, or you don't agree that he's like that.
1: Honestly, I, I I honestly think that he is like. Considering I am tapped in, and I I, I truly think that he's 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 going to go down in history to be like <laughs> like John Major. He's going to have a footnote to say that he was one of the second uh, prime minister that had been fined because that that was when he was the chancellor that he got this brexit thing done and hopefully he manages not to fumble the bag even more than it's already been fumbled i can't I, i can't I, I, I generally don't remember that Rishi is the Prime Minister, but I do remember that Liz Truss is not our Prime Minister. Liz Truss made more of an impact in those 44 days than, than Rishi did, and that's a good thing. No, it's yeah. a good thing that, that Rishi <laughs> hasn't made that impact, personally to me. All right, then.
0: English politics are boring. Everything in England's is boring. Let's go to Scotland. Scotland are <laughs> No, that
1: was politics, actually. Because
0: he's still... Oh, you're right. Sorry, not English. ABE, anyone but England. Okay, let's go to Scottish politics, which are a lot more exciting. Nicola Sturgeon is stepping down, and now uh, there are other people in the running, and I think it's quite exciting. I don't like Alex Salmon's sort of uh, interference
1: in what's going on. Shouldn't he be minded? So, Alex- say again. Well, isn't he a bit disgraced, Alex Salmond, or is he not disgraced? I can't remember because he had a court case like last year. Or yeah, but come on, like you
0: said, it is Britain. Yeah, so basically, no British politicians will be disgraced and go back, go away for like a couple of days, come back and act like they never did any of that shit. So why? Is, never... So why but is this... he interfering with the Muslim can- candidate, which I do not like,
1: because I don't think do you think that scotland's gonna vote for a muslim do you think okay okay In a I, sense, think
0: no. I don't and i you know why i don't think they will because i think the muslim community themselves are going to mess it up for him okay. that's what i think that's my standpoint that's what i'm standing on the muslim community are going to mess it up for this man because this whole dedication to do you prove a game out what right does any show have to ask, what do you think of gay sex? Not gay relationship, not homosexual, not anything gay sex, what do you think of gay sex? What do you think, do you think gay sex is all right? Like, what the hell? So Alex Salmon has come up and basically said that Hamza has uh, avoided the vote on gay marriage years ago by pretending he had a conflict of interest. And I do think that the Muslim community who are focusing on the fact that he has come out and said, a gay marriage is no less valid than my heterosexual marriage. But I don't like it from a personal standpoint that every time there is a black or brown person who is, you know, in the, in the spotlight, they go to the, the, the LGBT question. When there is actually a white candidate who's saying, I don't like these people, I don't agree with it, I don't agree with gay marriage and whatever. But they keep pushing the Muslim guy. And so many Muslim organizations have come out this week and they're all of a sudden discussing homosexuality like it's the only issue on the table. Like half of the Muslim population is not living in poverty in the UK. It's ridiculous to me.
1: So I guess the only thing from the Scottish election that I had been, that I had actually noticed wasn't actually the. the, the, I don't know what her surname is, but was the, the Christian woman and her noise that she'd been making. Um, and so, but I was just baffled as to why Nicola Sturgeon had sit down, like, have people got, like, have they got something on her like why? Why? we oh she- are really? mm-hmm. talking about basically the fact that her husband lent the SNP some
0: money. To me personally, I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't see why people are upset because if your husband's going to dip in his own bank account and lend some money to your political party, what's the problem? But there, loads of people are saying it's between that and the trans issue, which I don't even want to get in. Sorry, I should have put the trans issue because that's not how I would ever describe trans lives. But I don't know, it's just got a little little bit, it's just horrible, to be honest. It's really been, you should be glad you're in the sun. It's horrible this whole discourse about transgender people um, leading onto LGBT lives. I just feel like we're going backwards. It was a bit depressing to me, but I just don't think that that is what they should be focusing on when it comes to Humza and his campaign. And I find it really grating and really ignorant. And I posted something on Twitter like last week which was an uh, example of Mia Motley, who is goddess among yes. women, who is the Barbadian, uh, Barbadian, I'm saying, uh, our white viewers, Bajan um, prime minister, who really shut them down. She went, why would you ask, who do you think you are? What an inappropriate question. But I really think that honestly, to keep asking black and brown people, like there's not black and brown LGBT people, is frustrating, it's annoying,
1: So, uh, yeah, anyway, when it comes to the Western perception of LGBT issues in former colonies, you need to look at where people got their ideas from in the first place. And that is my stance and nobody can take that away from me because people came to these places with a certain text in their hand and decided that that was how they were going to um, enslave us or colonise us. And that book um, was called the Bible. So let me just leave it there. And so don't be asking us about what our opinions were ever because you need to ask- That was the
0: point I made on Twitter. I literally made the same point as you. I said, stop punishing us for the rules that you made. We were fine. We would always, you know, uh, appreciated gender diversity, sexual diversity, but you guys came and did that. And now look where we are. So uh, more fun thing, award show season. <laughs> what is going on with the Grammys? So people were mad that Beyonce has still not won album of the year. She had Renaissance out this year everybody was waiting for it there were dance trends it has been no visual but look how well it is sold look at how her concert tickets are going and she lost out to album via to harry styles
1: yes harry styles harry.
0: Have, you,
1: have you listened to his album actually i heard it was good no that's not what i said i said have you listened to his album
0: no and I mean i won't but you know i heard it was good <laughs> okay because <laughs> i hadn't the
1: thing is i um I haven't listened to this album either. And so my album of the year, as Spotify told me in the in the roundup last year, um, was was Renaissance. Um, okay. I basically, I was in the 0.05% 0. 0. of Beyonce listeners in the world. So I don't know about any of the other albums of the year. So you um, need to have the LA award, award shows, because basically, <laughs> okay
0: so we had the baftas okay so you had people pissed off black people people black people pissed off and brothers, and brother yes because okay. it's
1: only white people and that okay. yeah.
0: i will take your word on that so uh black pocs were pissed off that beyonce did not win for renaissance right and then we came to the brits and people were really really upset okay because the brits were They've like literally gone back to the beginning of time. Yes. What's going on? And then the BAFTAs, people said like, what the hell is going on with the BAFTAs? They've literally invited black people here just to watch white people win. Now I'm gonna ask you this question because this question comes up all the time. Do you think, okay, that there should be diversity in the winners or do you think that let the best man win? and who determines who the best man is? So
1: I think that people really should be winning awards on merit, however, one person's merit might require a foot to be stepped up. So in the olden days, for example. um, How old are we talking? (laughs) uh, In the olden days, as in before 2023, the Brits. <laughs> the Brits used to have um gendered awards. They had male artists of the year, they had female artists of the year. Now, that's fine because generally you'd think that when it comes to listening to music, do you listen to an artist because of their gender? Or do you listen to yeah. the artist because of the, the art that they are creating? I hate because, because of the art that they are creating, and it's purely based on talent, then really and truly, you should be able to have a an equal playing field. But you could probably say that out of the Artists of the Year, that if we want to make sure that if it's going to be gender neutral, that maybe we should say maybe two men, two women, however you define men and women, and two non-binary, or however big the category is. I do not believe that in the Lord's year of 2023, that if you've got a category of artists of the year when you've got five artists of the year, that all of them were people who were assigned male at birth. That does not make any sense to me because I can't believe that there was not one British artist of the year that was born female. I can't believe that people like Ella May couldn't have been up or Dua Lipa or various other people that I actually listened to. And so in terms of trying to be, I guess, trying to be diverse, they shot themselves in the, the Brits shot themselves in the foot. Is that also about the people who were around the table who were making the decisions? Like who actually works in these record labels? I mean, there's lots of, we, we know that the music industry is an effed up industry. There's like there's lots of sexism. We've heard things about people like R. Kelly. We've heard things like um like the people like when it comes to playlisting artists and all these kind of things. But I can't believe that there was not one woman who was on who was who, who was shortlisted when
0: it comes. Okay, so tell this because this conversation comes up all the time. Like oh my god, is it merit? And like you said, I mean when it comes to music industry, it's going to be that whole thing, isn't it? one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, like what we think is good. Do you think we, and I'm just gonna put it out there, we as black people, if you wanna bring the whole POC thing into it, you can, I don't, but shall we just opt out of all of this altogether?
1: I mean, if you're a radical, you'd say yes. However, opting out- Are you radical? I'm looking at your hair. No, I'm not radical. I'm not a rad- and the reason I'm not a radical is because I go to I, I work in a corporate environment, and the thing is that like some of the for the, the the awards we are looking at it as a as a consumer, but these awards and I we mentioned it last year when we were talking about the Oscars when Chris, what's his face, um, um got slapped okay. by, uh, yeah, what, what's his face? I mean it's Chris, and I don't particularly like Chris's, so yeah, whatever. Um, but for them, the Oscars is a work is a work a work uh, um event. And that's the Bye. same with the Brits, it's the same with the Grammys, it's the same with whatever. And so that's like me going to my workplace, I work in the pharmaceutical industry and saying that my war campaign cannot be recognised if I didn't win, it's because I'm a black person and therefore I need to create a black pharmacist marketing thingy in that kind of way. And that's, I'm looking at it as a work event. It just so happens that we all consume entertainment. And, that, and if you're looking at it as a work event, you cannot opt out because these awards, especially like when it comes to films um, and TV, it can help you then go and negotiate your next pay your next pay rise. You as a comedian, if you were to win a BAFTA, if you presented something, it can help you negotiate if you're going to end up presenting a TV show on channel four compared to presenting something on Elaine from Wembley's TV channel. And so that's why you can't, that's why you can't opt out. And if we are living in this particular country, or if we are living in the United States of America, where even still we are a minority, you can't opt out of everything the mainstream is doing. It doesn't make any sense, but the mainstream needs to change because you are consuming our content. I don't see how, if, when I go, when I've gone out, even with people from work to Hub or whatever you're hearing things like Afro beats, you're hearing things like I'm a piano. I don't, I could not tell you. I'm not saying Harry Styles is not a, a great artist. I'm not saying that Sav Smith is not a great artist. But when I'm watching things like EastEnders, you're seeing a lot of black music and stuff being p- and played. You when you're watching the TikTok challenges, it's the black musicians that are being who are creating the the buzz. But we're not getting rec- recognized for it. That's taking a piss. And um you've
0: made a really good argument for accepting an MBE or an OBE.
1: <laughs> um, I think M- I, 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 can, I can understand why people would, but I think that's slightly different. I think that's slightly different because, but, but, but it isn't at the same time as well. Because again, with an MBE or an OBE.
0: Live in this country, and this is the rules that we played by, surely MBE and OBE will be the same, right?
1: No, but the MBE and OBE, the reason why I think that it's a good thing is because generally you're being nominated because of your awards efforts that you've done. And I, when I worked in the Department of Health, I worked, um, that one of my colleagues actually sat through to go through the nominations. And so, if I, for some inexplicable reason, knowing you, decided to nominate you for an MBU or OPE, knowing your views about it, not, not because of the work that you've done, but knowing your views about it. But because if you've done services to the community and whatever, basically that's why I'm nominating you for it. It's it's of your own choosing if you want to accept it. But I, but I do think that when it comes and and if somebody says that they don't want to take it, I'm not going to begrudge them in the same way that if they do it, if they don't, if they do take it, if they don't, if they don't all they do, yeah. I'm not going to begrudge them. But then you've got to be consistent in the reasons why you, when you're walking, you walk. So, so I do you
0: think about separate completely? Okay. So we have the mainstream mm-hmm. and we, we're still part of that. But do you think we should have our own thing going on on the side?
1: Yes, definitely as well, because obviously, How um, that
0: went out? because I mean, when the mobos was actually being televised and stuff like that, that's when they started to invite people like Westlife, who ended up getting into a fight with so solid and stuff mm-hmm. because they needed both certain names to be invited to get on the front pages. So is it not like a self-defeating prophecy?
1: No, because the thing <laughs> By is people, who's gonna pay an attention? Yeah, but that's like, again, because it's an award, as I said, it's a work event, I um I guess some of these labels and some of the people like if you've done a collaboration with some of these artists, you can see why you might want to invite them to the Mobos. Um I mean What's his name?
0: Yeah, right? but Wes, oh, come on man. That was not, that, that was not I'm like, just you Ed Sheeran because he started in this apparently in this, you know, whatever. And not collaboration. What? The only two collaboration I did was with, with Mariah. Who
1: is? Who would be eligible for a MOBOs if Sam Smith can be eligible for a MOBOs? Mariah Carey is a biracial woman. She would tell you she's a biracial
0: woman. Oh, West, anyway. So okay, okay. So I'm not gonna get into talking about whether Westlife deserved to be at the Mobos. Chris Rock has got a live, we have to say Chris Rock, right? Because I'm not talking about the Oscars, we're talking about last year's Oscars, which everybody ended up tuning into because of course it was famous for the slap. So Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Chris Rock has got a live comedy special coming out on Netflix. And what Chris Rock has said, um, Will Smith has got a film coming out on Netflix called Emancipation. And it's a true life story of a slave who was beaten so badly that he decided that he wanted to run away and he fought for emancipation for slaves. Chris Rock made a very controversial comment and he said he watched the film because he wanted to see Will Smith get whipped. People are pissed because it's not really Will Smith. Will Smith is playing the part of an actual life slave. Do you know what I mean? So people are saying like, you are mocking somebody's real life experience, one of our ancestors. Elaine, what do you think?
1: I'm sure I said last year that sometimes people deserve slaps, right? And Christopher Rock or Christian Rock or whatever his name is, Rock um, has- has proven again why you know sometimes if you don't hear you must feel that's all I have to say about him and that's a proverb. Why- yes. yes
0: a black proverb.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Everybody across the diaspora, everyone on the continent, you don't hear, you must feel. I think it was a really distasteful thing to say. And I will say this though, as a comedian, um as a comedian, um <laughs> I could see that getting a really big laugh in a room. Mm-hmm. I could even see that getting a really big laugh in uh, a black, uh, a black room, like where the audience are predominantly black, the, the comedian's black. I could see that getting a laugh and I think it should be left in that, okay, there's a really big difference between televised comedy and, you know, comedy on the radio or whatever, and, and comedy in an actual room. There's certain shit I might say in a room that I, I just wouldn't want on TV. I wouldn't want it quoted. I wouldn't, you know, you just go for it in that moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's things that, yeah. I think, honestly, my personal opinion is all this recording of comedy and stuff is really spoiling the art form. I get it. People want to make their money. I was, I did a gig last night. I was driving back with a promoter and stuff and we were talking about that. And we were talking about people doing Wembley and stuff and talking about Edinburgh. And I was like, I would hate to not be able to see my audience and speak to all of them and obviously you know the big guys are out there and they're making that kind of money where they they need to but i think chris rocks joke, i can genuinely see it from the comedian's perspective of why it might be funny in that moment but when you release a joke into the air like nerve gas and other people have to comment on it and other people who hear it, who are not that intended audience and stuff. Yeah, maybe you've got to watch your words a little bit more than you I, would. I also
1: it's think, complicated. I think though, that, um, more importantly, why are the Smiths still living in his head, rent free? But I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, obviously. Jane-
0: um, okay. oh, like, if I had someone do that to me as a comedian, right? I'm gonna be honest, like, I'm so on the Smith side. I am so, everyone knows I'm team Jada. Everyone knows when I went to Dominica after Hurricane Maria, Jada Pinkett Smith gave me money to take down and help the people. She's a Caribbean chick, okay? She gets it. She's got vagin' blood, I've got and blood. I get all of that. But, as a comedian, my God, you're handed a gift like that, I think I'd milk it to make as much money out of it as I could. You could say, Why were they living in his head went free prior to the slap? Because that's what brought the slap on. Exactly. But now, Will gave him something to play with. And I get why he's doing what he's doing. And everybody wants to hear it. Come on. If you went to a Chris Rock show tomorrow, would you not want to hear him talk about it?
1: No. I I, I think... Hi! the The reason why I say that is because of the fact that I think that he because I really was a big fan of Will Smith as well and I guess the fact that like even though I don't know him that Will Smith has never done anything that would make us think like if it was like say Snoop or 50 Cent or somebody else who you know like will, like they will, they give chat back all the time and whatever but Will Smith is like I guess like with the boy next door the guy who we all um, I've grown up with because he's been on the scene for such a long time and we felt like we know him so I was disappointed in in that entire scenario and I guess because of the fact that you think you that... You
0: liked him when you thought he was a respectable negro?
1: No, no because of the fact I know that he was I, I, I know that he may have, like, him and Jade were there, um, I know that they lived live, live an unconventional lifestyle or I believe that they led an unconventional lifestyle but I still liked what they represented regardless of their unconventional lifestyle and stuff. And they were like, what did they represent though? There was still a couple goals, even though like they might have had your family hmm? 2.4. No, 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 because of the fact to me, I thought I've always thought they had an open relationship. So I just liked it that it's a couple goals that they were living on their own terms, but they still loved each other. That's what I liked. And the fact that, um, and like they allowed their children to be creative and expressive and that and they also showed as well that I think Jada more so Jada and Will, but there are different ways that you can be black in Hollywood because and when I read his book last year, when he said like basically he would have liked to be like the black version of Tom Cruise. So but basically he, he can do any film that Tom Cruise can do. It really was. Yeah. 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 And so he's he's not hired necessarily because he's a black even though I don't see colour people. He was hired because he is Will Smith in the same way that Tom Cruise would get hired to do t- Tom Cruise does or any of those other action heroes. I
0: not read that book. So do you think that's where Idris was coming from? Our own homegrown Will Smith? If you think when Idris said what he said a couple of weeks ago I about so. not being a bad actor, do you think that's
1: what he was no, trying I, to say? I, I think so you too. And I think that because Idris I, I can't remember who's the people who got upset first, but if it was um, African-Americans, anytime that anybody who is not African-American distances themselves from set and says that they don't want to be seen as black, then they, obviously, they're going to hear whatever they want to hear and like add pepper and salt and spice to it. But I don't, but I didn't, I didn't take offense to it. And then obviously because Black Titter was has started the discourse then, he, us on this side of the fence would then have also been like, yeah, what does he mean? Like, of course the people will see that he's back. But I really don't think that's what he, I don't think that's what he meant. Because in the same way, if you're saying, I remember that time. His, that. You gave me that opportunity years ago when I ended up being on the BBC talking about Idris Elba would be the first black James Bond. Now, you could look at it that he'd be the first black James you you did you you gave it to me because of the fact I was involved with um an awards thingy and when I was involved in the film awards thing and when you told when you sent me to go I did. you did yes. yes I'll send you the recording oh, yeah I'll send you the recording but anyway Sorry, my old woman okay so anyway <laughs> but so you could look at it in this way like I I guess in certain respects it can be quite tiring to always be the first black. And I guess in their, in their industry, some of these things you can say that it might be colorblind casting, mm. that does it have to be, if he was to be the first black James Bond, would they really have to change much about the backstory of James Bond up at the Man of a and a spy? Luther was,
0: uh, Luther was blind casting, really. Was... Luther had no friends, did, did it? he? <laughs> because he really was not, this is, it keeps coming up in the industry. I kind of get what, what Idris was saying, like blind casting, like mm-hmm. literally, where you just have this character, anyone could play of any color, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And anyone of any color could play that part yeah. or, yeah, you know, I, I kind of get what he's saying. I personally, I don't know. I think it all depends on your upbringing, where you're from or whatever. He's from East London. I know people that know him. He used to live on the same roads as me. Whatever he probably has a more grounded. He's probably more grounded in the do you know what I mean? The culture. Whereas I went to boarding school, I look for the culture. I I grab onto it. I grab it. You know, like when you're when mm-hmm. you're younger, and your dad's going out and you lie on the floor and you grab his ankles. I think that's literally me in blackness. <laughs> like, oh hell no! Don't leave me here. I think it's like one of those kind of things. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. We yes. need to go into that a little bit more. Um.
1: It's funny because when that like, discourse happened on Twitter, I knew, like, I was like, I'm not going to bother to even get into it because I, I understood, to me, I understood what I thought he was trying to say, but I haven't, mm. like, there's some, it's not every conversation on Twitter that you need to get into. Are you not
0: just bored of fucking Twitter? Sorry, I use that word. Are you not just bored of Twitter? I'm sick of being he's sick. Not everything. Somebody wrote something, I can't remember what it was the other day, but it was an obvious joke. It was a joke and people just went into one and it was like, oh my God, what was this girl saying? I think, oh yes, okay. So people might remember this if they're listening to this. This girl wrote a tweet and she said, oh my God, I went to the casino with my boyfriend and he won $2,000 but he only gave me 200 and what do you think of that? Hey, I didn't bring any money with me. I never placed any money on a bet but don't you think he should pay me? She was kidding. But the think piece is, it's like, whatever happened to like those little bits of witty repartee that, you know, when we used to have Andrew forty characters before Twitter Blue, where people could write a freaking essay. Like, people used to just have like little fun snippets on Twitter. Twitter just like, sometimes I feel like I go on it and I feel like I'm being drowned.
1: That's because you don't play in the Twitter streets that I play in. My Twitter streets (laughs) are, i to tell you where my Twitter streets are. Which it is EastEnders Twitter, Coronation Street Twitter, Home and Away Twitter, Emmerdale Twitter, Love Island Twitter. And um, how much have that caught up with since you got back? So basically I was away for two weeks. I have now caught up with every single episode of all those soaps that I have missed. Every single one. Because I don't understand you.
0: <laughs> I've been to work. I understand because you have like a, like, if you looked at your television viewing on paper, I would go, my God, she has has no life. But I know you do. Like you just do everything fucking perfectly. I think you, like you are the perfect fucking black girl. Like literally you have this whole professional life. You travel so much. You do what you want to do. You have these parties you go to. But where the fuck do you
1: watch TV? Basically, um, so when if you're watching something on delay, then you can fast forward through the adverts. Um, but also things like Eastenders now they they launch they it doesn't just come at six um seven thirty in the evening anymore. The BBC now launch it at six o'clock in the morning. So at six o'clock in the morning, I can watch Eastenders at six o'clock in the morning. Hollyoaks pre first look comes out at midnight today well, the midnight before the 7.30. So, and I don't really sleep that much. I can watch Hollyoaks at seven, uh, midnight before I go to bed, EastEnders at 6 o'clock in the morning, which means that I can watch Emmerdale at 7.30, Coronation Street at 8 o'clock, Love Island at 9 o'clock in the evening. Then that's me. Okay. In Courier Love,
0: and everything you mentioned, I mean, I'm done with EastEnders a long time ago. I, I just don't have the time to keep up with it. Love Island. I was working with Ninia Benjamin, one of three non-blondes. Amazing, amazing, amazing comedian. I went with her last night and she was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get home now. So she I'm going to get back and I can watch Love Island plus one. I've only ever watched Love Island once. And that was when Twitter, see, I'm putting together my two hate thing, Twitter and Love Island. They got me into it. It was y- Yawanda. Day? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yawanda. Like I've only ever watched it that. So you tell us now as is it worth black people even watching that? Because every year I see the discourse on Twitter, I'm never gonna fall into that trap again. Yeah. But every year I feel the whole thing like, what's going on? Black women are made to feel ugly by all these reality shows. What's going on, you asked by?
1: So basically, um, this year they had a dark-skinned woman and she's still in it called Tanya. Um, and she's pretty much been it with this guy called Shash- they're still in it now. She's still okay. in it now. But, yeah. And, and Love Island, I think, is finishing next week. Like, um, and the, t- the Twitter discourse regarding Tanya and Shaq, they're both dark skin. Um and you know, like, you know, when you want to bet on everything, you always want to root for the black couple. But Tanya's oh. kind of problematic. And oh, what's she done? What's she done. So. Here is supposed to be celebrating women, and like obviously, I'm I'm I'm. All right. I'm not going to get into what Tanya is
0: because I don't watch it and I don't know. But yeah. taking it from that, because you made a really good point, we are going into international women's yes. day, <laughs> and we are black women. Yeah. So at the end of the day, right? Do you feel because you are talking about rooting for Tanya, but she's slightly problematic? Do you feel like we have to do that as black women? I mean okay in international women's day name one woman who at the moment who has inspired you and for me it's going to be lady phil who founded uk black pride just because i just heard her on a podcast i fucking love her sorry i used that one i love her i love what she stands for i love that she's nurturing i love that she cares for people at the moment i'm in love with lady phil who would you say for international women's day 8th of march who's of your you. chick
1: I've got two. You've mentioned one already today. Don't look at me like Are that. No. Why not? Okay, I was just, don't look at me like that because I know what you, you think I'm gonna say, but I'm not going to. As I've just come from the Caribbean, I'm going to say- No. Mia Motley. Oh, okay. Did you think I was gonna say Jada or
0: Beyonce? No, Beyonce. No, I love is, Jada. Yeah, okay,
1: Beyonce cool. is, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, no, so, um, label, I, I thought was. you were going to say Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Never. Anyway, Barb's don't come for me. But um, I was going to say Mia Motley, um, I think that oh, uh, major. Why wouldn't I love that? Yeah. So I love I mean, that. She's. I think she's very, insp- she's inspiring as a leader of the Caribbean. I think she's inspiring as a leader of the African diaspora. I'm loving the fact that like, as an Af- as an African myself, seeing the links that she's made with like Ghana. Shout out to Independence Day on Monday. Um, that the, 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 Nigeria, she's working with them a lot, but what happened to their, we'll talk about their election another time. Yeah, but I think that it's, Um. I think that she's really, really inspiring. And I think it's, I think it's important that um, Barbados, I guess Barbados has got two women that are like, well actually three, because the, and, and the president's female as well, but I can't remember the president Barbados's name is, but she was a former um, governor general. But they've got two women who are on the world stage that inspire a lot of people. And that's gonna be my second one. And my second one, even though She's she's a mogul. And when she turns her hand to something, she does it well. And that has got to be Robin Fenty, aka Rihanna. Because Rihanna, I I, I saw the Twitter discourse again, because I landed in Trinidad on the day of the Super Bowl, so I saw it live, because it was like five o'clock in the afternoon. Me now, I know I would not stand on a platform with a baby inside me up in the sky like that, because I can barely stand on the ground by myself like that. But I think that Rihanna's also an inspiring person in terms of the things that she does from a business perspective, the fact that she has, as a humanitarian as well, and yeah, so I'm shouting out to Barbados, but I was in Barbados for a little bit before I went to Trinidad, so yeah, so yeah, I hope that people, yeah, I went to Trinidad and I also came back to St Lucia, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my Summer.
0: little Well so I love all that. Mm-hmm. I love Rihanna. I think you have made some very good book. I like it with you. I really thought you were gonna say Nicki Minaj because you saw her like walking down the street. <laughs> no. But no, I, I love those. And you know what? When you're pregnant you'll do what you have to do. I mean, I was pregnant and I agreed to appear on TV with Chuka and Muna and wrist you know, my baby. <laughs> That's so evil. I did not. Where's but he going? Something gone? fun to end on. Yeah. I've, he's in the city again. He's a posh boy, isn't he? Yeah. You know what those black public school kids are like? Yes, I know. So, <laughs> something fun to end on, which I like this question, actually. So, uh, and we're going to ask you, our viewers, our listeners, because we're everywhere right now, you can have one thing free for life. What would it be? Would it be flights? Would it be food? Would it be concert tickets? Would it be gas? Um, we're not Americans, so petrol. Uh would it be hotel room? Or would it be clothes and shoes? What would yours be? I think mine would be flights. I'd like to get, get uh around the world.
1: Mine. No. Mine would be food because food is very all encompassing in my mind. Food includes shopping. If my I food. had too much food, I can't even control myself. No, no, no. I
2: can't have
1: food. Food would also include your, my delivery Uber Eats Just Eats. Food would just also food. include going out to restaurants. That's as far as I'm concerned. I can use that money to go on my holidays. Food would be anywhere in the world. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm saving a lot of money because food is my biggest expense after mortgage and petrol and whatever. I like eating. I love eating. I mean, like, food is life.
0: Exactly, i everything else on this list. Come on, I love food. I don't think I need access to free food. I'm already a piggy as it is. But flights, I could see the whole entire world for free. And I know that if I had the flights, I'd just make everything else work no what do you guys think what do our viewers think what do our listeners think what would you do out of that list i could see i mean i'm not a driver so i don't know about you know free petrol i don't know concert tickets no i don't know hotel rooms i could i can you see because if i wanted hotel rooms i know i'd want to fly to them i think it's gotta be flights for me clothes and shoes maybe Maybe clothes and shoes. But that would mean that I'd just be grounded here. <laughs>
1: Dude. I'd use my money for other things.
0: The only thing no, I no. Okay. we've got a difference of opinion here at Black Women's Hour. I am going to text Aisha and I'm gonna put up what she says on our Black Women's Hour Twitter page. Uh do you agree with me? Do you agree with Elaine? I can't believe she's Freaking world, holy, I can't control myself as it is. No, no <laughs> flights. I'd be in Malawi. I would be in South Africa. I would be in Ghana. I would, oh, come on. I'd be in Jamaica. <laughs> there was no need for what I just did. Um, I would be in Barbados. I'd, oh, come on. Flights it has to be flights for me. It's amazing gift. We will see. What do you guys want to uh, vote for? So I will ask you again and read out the list. Mm-hmm. Would it be flights? Would it be food? Would it be concert tickets? And people probably put that on because of Renaissance. There's no freaking 600 pound tickets for me. Would it be petrol? Stroke gas if you're an African American. That means something different here. Would it be hotel rooms? Or would it be clothes and shoes? My first would be to My second would probably be clothes and shoes. Those are really expensive. And you can you know fluctuate in size and shit but that would be my uh that would be what i would go for write to us come on our twitter feed tell us what you want and then what do you want to do for yourself next week
1: <laughs> what's on um, do you for myself work?
0: What, what what do you, what's going on for you next week what do you want to do for yourself for international right. women's day um, you're
1: for yourself? Um, there's, well, well Actually, for work, there's some stuff that's coming out for the International Women's Day. Um, the theme is um, what I call it, embracing equity, which I think is important because obviously there's a difference between equality and equity. Um, what else am I doing this week? Uh, oh, cycling tomorrow. the the women's The women's cycle
2: tomorrow. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, one, so I'm right doing there. that. Yeah um and i haven't been on my bike for ages um but that's like as i said i could try and get bitter so i'm gonna be cycling and i'm supposed to be going on the, for a brunch as well on on sunday as well um no, of- we'll
0: talk about that next week
1: and um i think that's it then just working and reading and yeah and then obviously by the time you oh,
0: freaking read. She does all this shit and she's still looks. I hate this woman. She's like everything. She's every woman. Look at the fucking hair. That's Shaka Khan. That is it. That's who Shaka Khan was singing about. Nice. I have a face week this week. Um we are going to do that poll on yeah. our Twitter feed. And uh I get I should do it on Insta. I don't understand Insta. I don't know how to use it. And then um, you say like, comment, and share. Yes. Like, comment, share, subscribe, right. Right, please to our YouTube and everything else and everywhere else we are right now. Yes. Um, love you all. Thank you very very much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.